TG Geeks, episode 153, January 22nd, 2018. Voices from the past, the future, and the future of the past. Hello and welcome to another webcast from TGGeeks.com, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. And I'm Keith Lane, and we're coming to you from TG Squared Studios in lovely, recovering Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm Ben Raggington, also coming to you from Voices of the Past of Fish. What?! What well, the what the what? Phoenix, well, Arizona. Because of who we're going to talk to in our interview. That's I know, but you, you, voice you, of the you, past. You got all time. Okay, okay. And you, you got a little timey wimey on it. A voice of the future about a podcast we're going to talk about oh. that's, that's coming up. Okay. And then the future of the past, meaning that's re- that's where you lost me. The the things that will be talked about on the podcast that's coming up. It's the past but it's the future of that past stuff that you're losing yourself i think on that because i i I need a map (laughs) it'll make sense eventually or or not anyway so uh we have a show for you today and we're gonna hope you have a show for you today yeah it's kind of an interesting show we had uh we're going to talk to somebody about something that we haven't normally talked about on this show. Uh, an independent creator who no. is a voiceover artist. Mm-hmm. And while we've, we talked to Mark Biaggi, who is a voiceover artist, we didn't talk to him about that part of his career necessarily. No, so, we were busy talking about yeah. other things, not to mention the fact that he was involved with, uh, uh, Origin Beyond, Beyond the, the Impact. Yeah, but this so. time we're talking to somebody who, um yeah voiceover work that 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 is his thing yeah so we're gonna get right to it and this time on the show we have a voiceover actor mr tim calloway and long long time friend of mine uh tim and i have known each other since seventh grade yeah so welcome to the show so so what like what like maybe like 10 years right 10 years yeah thank you thank you yes (laughs) yeah you're you're 25 yeah again exactly exactly for the for the third time (laughs) this time third (laughs) well almost (laughs) second time second time second time full full disclosure disclosure, ben and i knew each other in junior high and into ninth grade and then uh, my family and i we moved to florida and 34 years later well we, no it was, and it was, a, it was a disney it was 34 event. years yep yeah it was a it was the first night of a big disney event of sorts and uh, was it, wasn't that one of the the no it was one of the my chat anniversaries one of the first I think it was first or second or third or something like that anyway, yeah i or, mean and in that you know in that uh you know small world after all thing Disney connection. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you guys turned out to be members of the of the Mice Chat website. As was I. We had mutual friends yeah. in Arizona, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my god. So yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. So you you got into you've been doing kind of voice stuff. You, you, yeah, you had you had um, a um, career in radio um, and this. Well, and that you and were the other doing and, well. I know that you were very much involved in Las Vegas tourism. But you also had a podcast going on, yeah, the Mouse Castle Mouse Lounge. Castle Lounge, which was which I loved to listen to, especially you. you know you know when you and Anthony were just like um, just going back and forth with each other. I mean that was always great fun. I mean it was, it was oh, good yeah. for a laugh. That was yeah yeah that, and that was and when when Anthony and I did that that was that was uh, we we tried to do the show with as little preparation as possible and and it showed uh, but we had a great, <laughs> it went, but we had a great time doing it but but yeah I, I mean you know the, the the voice acting part of what I'm doing now is is kind of a new area for me right. like you mentioned you know way back in the day I spent six years working in broadcast radio here in Las Vegas 
And then, you know, I, I refer to that to this day as the worst paying job I ever loved. So exactly after, <laughs> after that, you know, I kind of it's like, OK, I need to either pay the bills or keep a roof over my head, you know, or not. Uh, so I went and got, you know, work jobs in the real world and um, had ended up with a nice uh, cushy uh, government job. You mentioned Las Vegas tourism. I actually worked for the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority for, oh, what, over 15 years. And I, did, I didn't do any of the travel and tourism part. I did the um, like em, yeah, employee benefits, human resources, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And as with any organization, though, no knock on the LVCVA. I loved them. They were great to me. But, you know, after a while, uh office politics and you know the structure of business oh, wears down surely yeah. not surely not <laughs> i'm sure nobody out there can relate to what i am saying not, not in the slightest i have no. no idea what you're talking about no no idea but, but i but i found that that it just it wasn't appealing to the creative side of me and i was very frustrated for for several years before it's like okay i need to go out and do something for me, or I'm going to lose my mind. So I took early retirement, quote unquote, and uh, I had been doing podcasting for a couple of years at that point. And it's like, <laughs> as as some of us, as, as many have tried in the past and an equal amount have failed, I thought I was going to start my online media empire at that point. Ah, hey, ah. Do, do you know how much we've made in, in the four years that we've been doing this podcast? I'm willing to bet about the same amount that I made. <laughs> $12. Okay. Okay. And, and, and two of that, we haven't been paid because that's from Amazon ads and they they don't pay anything under $10. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're probably going to write it off at some point. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. We're done with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, so, so I went you know full bore into podcasting produced two disney podcasts uh the mouse castle lounge which was an interview show with a disney theme focused on a lot of disney history uh got to meet and talk to some of the most amazing people in in the disney universe and uh you know imagineers like you know like like marty sklar and uh oh goodness and um, oh and the people behind escape from tomorrow yeah, there what? you go. <laughs> Escape from tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you just posted that the other day. I interviewed the the director and cast of Escape from Tomorrow, which I, I admire the hood spa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, yes. To, to shoot to a, a gorilla film in, in Walt Disney World without Disney knowing it, or Disneyland. But, I mean, yeah, it's filmed in both of parks. Yeah, both parks. They did, they did do Disneyland too. That's right. And they were and they did Epcot and and all of that. And, and, um, but they, uh, the the end result was, I think some people really liked it because it really kind of just tweaked Disney big time, but it truly was not a good, (laughs) good movie. And I'll never forget. I actually got to go to a preview screening. I'd actually gotten invited. They did a, they had a, a media screening, uh, in Hollywood and, then we had the interview with the director and cast uh, the following day. They they you know they rented a uh, a space in a in a in a hotel somewhere. So you and interviewed them after you saw the film. After I saw it, and, oh, I and still I, feel sorry oh, for you, dear Lord. That, oh, th- th- awkward, so awkward. Um, I, I I go to the to the interview site, and one of the handlers is there. One of the publicists is there. And the first thing she says to me well, is, you so, How'd you so like what'd it? you think? <laughs> uh, and and what, my, what, what my go-to about? answer was, it was really interesting. <laughs> there you go. And she I'm looks at me because she knew exactly what I meant. It's, uh, <laughs> it's bold. <laughs> yes. But, but, you know, actually the interview went, went very well. Uh, the, the, we, we, we talked about the whole process of, of sneaking in onto Disney properties and, and, and how they pulled it off that. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was one of the many fun things I did when, when I was doing podcasting, but, you know, after doing a, a couple of years that, of that, after leaving the, the world of, of real work and real paychecks, 
um, it was kind of getting to the point, okay, this isn't turning out exactly like I wanted it to. And so really quite by accident, <laughs> um, I live, uh, I actually don't live in Las Vegas proper. I live in, in Henderson, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, to the, to the Southwest of Las Vegas or Southeast rather. And I was going to say, uh, what? What? what, am I confused? <laughs> was I Southwest all this time? <laughs> down, down, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, about, a, about, I don't know, about a mile and a half from my house, uh, was this, this building, you know, this big sign out front that said the voice actor studio. And I drove past, I remember driving past it and thinking, well, that, you know, that looks really interesting. I should maybe check that out one day. That, that, that could be fun. And, you know, every few months I would drive past <laughs> the voice actor studio, look at the sign. It's like, you know, hmm. I should go check out these days. And finally I did. And it, it sounds cliche, but uh, with uh, unquestionably the 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 wonderful people there uh who are all about not only training you about your technique but the business of of voice work um it changed my life mm-hmm. right. and i decided you know you know in at, you know at 50 years old <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, this is what i want you want to grow up so when you grow up. i myself or if you know i well at this point i I don't think i'm obligated to grow up anymore i've made it this far uh but i i I throw myself full bore into into voice acting and uh you know make a make a full-time career out of it and here we are now cool so you do um a lot of uh corporate stuff you were you were saying before we we came on onto the air here so tell us what what it is that you do and what are some of your favorite persona that you put on for these corporate yeah and 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 when you say voice acting that that doesn't mean that you're doing you know funny character voices all the i mean voice voice acting or voiceover it covers such a wide spectrum mm-hmm. and you know typically when you mention voice work or voice acting to the average person their reaction is it's commercials video games and animation and that is true and that is you it's know a lot kind of, of this is the stuff yeah and 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 this is the stuff that every voice actor that gets into the business this is what we aspire to i mean who doesn't want to go do you know voices for disney and pixar you know oh, who, right. exactly. who doesn't want to get you know hired by a big national advertiser and do a super bowl spot or i mean that, the, that the cbs trailers and all of this crap <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah I, to have to have a contracted gig like that <laughs> yeah i actually i actually have a friend of mine that has done uh promo work uh for shows on cbs so yeah but and it took him a lot of years to get there too. Oh yeah. Um, but but the whole spectrum of and voice. You gotta have this voice that does that. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that? But is that some of the misconception about why? Because uh, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people that you know they they're really intrigued with the idea of being able to get into this kind of a, a job, but there's there's a lot of myth. That's that kind of surrounds it, and is that one of them that you have to have the, you know, that that big booming projecting voice? Is that one of the myths about it? it about it doesn't it doesn't hurt. It, it 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 does not hurt. But the 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 kind of the days of the big announcery voice has. I'm not saying I'm not going to say it's it's entirely gone. Hasn't and if you you know if you you know watch TV or uh, uh, you know see ads you know listen to ads on radio or see them on the internet or what have you you'll still you'll still hear the occasional spot that has the big booming voice to it but but it doesn't really have to be the, all that it doesn't and and you don't just because you have a good voice doesn't mean you're a good voice actor and even if you don't have that big you know booming basso profundo voice I mean watch commercials. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Look at all the the uh, the I guess what you could describe as just average everyday guy next door, girl next door voices that that populate advertising today. Right. And it's all about being conversational and delivering a message. Mm-hmm. Um, and and besides from from advertising too, you know, I, I mentioned you know advertising and, and animation and and uh, and and such, you know, those are the the the, the big the big draws are what we all aspire to, but there's so much, I mean, when you think about it, there's so many other 
ways to use your voice and to make a business out of it. There is e-learning. There is audiobooks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Phone system, IVR work. Uh, you know, every time you know you call you call a big company and they put you on hold, you know someone there's a good chance someone got paid to record that for that company. Absolutely. Right. Hey, you know so you I, never know. You could be the the while, next while Siri you're, uh, while you're holding for our Susan, specialist. Susan, Susan Bennett. These things that yeah. we serve yeah. and this yeah, and Susan <laughs> Susan Bennett, who was the original voice of Siri. I mean, she's just she's a working voice actor who landed one of the most high-profile gigs you could ever imagine. No mm-hmm. kidding, yeah. Wow. So how much have you done? Are you, are you kind of making a living at this point? Or are you just kind of like I hate to ask by. that question, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, the, thing about, the thing about voice acting is when you jump into it, do not – anticipate that you're going to make a fortune uh not at the get-go like anything you know like like any profession that you enter into you've got to work your way up you've got to gain the experience you've got to grind it out um i did not uh you know i i did not become independently wealthy uh, in the time that I've, I started doing voice work, but I'm making, you know, more now than I was six months ago than I was a year well, that's ago. Good. Well, that's a cool thing. And, okay. okay and, so, yeah. Okay. And, go on. and it's just, it's all about, it's all about grinding it out and audition, 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 promote, 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 market that yourself. Was, that was going to be my next question. So for anybody who's like really interested in pursuing this line, I mean, and as you pointed out, there is a, uh, it, it's, it's really fertile ground, I would say, because it's more than just doing movies or doing promos for like television, something, or there's so much more out there as, as we've discussed. So uh, what, and and obviously the, the voice acting school, as you said, you know, it touches on some of the business ends of this. So what were some of the things that you learned that for anybody that might be interested in pursuing this as a, uh, as a possible career, what were some of the things that you learned that, um, you know, might serve as uh, an enticement? Um, well, you've got to love the work that first and foremost, don't go in with the, your objective to make money, go in because doing voice work satisfies a creative itch. Mm -hmm. You've got to love the work. You've got to love the process of auditioning. Um, and you are going to audition over and over and over and over again before someone someone hires you. One of the very cool things about the Voice Actor Studio, and I'm going to do a plug for them, it is the VoiceActorStudio.com. Um, they're they're based um, they they were based in Henderson, just down the road from me. They've since relocated to uh, a, a brand new facility, more in the center of Las Vegas. So they're kind of they're kind of they're 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 serving the city a little bit better that way but um uh the thing that's so cool about the voice actor studio and what makes the las vegas vo community very lucky is there are aren't a lot of places like the voice actor studio in other cities um and i was rather surprised to learn this i've talked to other voice pros who have successful careers and work out of la and all that and they say there is nothing that they know that is quite like the voice actor studio as far as the you know soup to nuts training of you know yes you're learning mic technique yes you're learning how to read and interpret a script um how to do cold reads things like that but you're also learning you know how to market yourself, how to audition, uh, you know, things, things that you include in an audition, things that you don't include in audition, you know, uh, how to, uh, you know, how to structure, put your email, uh, put your emails together to send to agents, to send to production houses, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just business. And it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of work out there really really encouraging but it's a very competitive business and if you are going to get into voice acting you've got to be prepared to be in it for the long haul right, right. Um, well, one of the things that in, and this I'm, I'm clearly getting this uh from you listening as you're as you're saying all this 
I mean, when, when you go into voice acting, you're going into business for yourself. Yes. So there's a huge business aspect to this. You know, it's not like you are an employee of some company and they're going to be contracting you out or anything along those lines. No, you are you are totally self-employed at this point. So you you'd have to do all that marketing and all that business aspect of it. That's something that that you yourself have got to take care of, you know, and maybe that I could see why um that that might scare some people away. Yeah, and it does. And it does. And and you know a, a lot of you know a lot of people that you know that you know start studying voice acting and all that and you know think that it's super cool to be in the booth and it is um the the, the business of it, it can wear you down and the great thing about you know the, the training that i received is they don't sugarcoat it you know you know they're excited about the business but uh you know it, it, you have to understand that it's going to be a grind and you're going to have to work hard and, you know, long hours and, and absolutely commit yourself to it if you want to succeed. So um, I, I guess what um, you said, obviously, it took a little bit of time for you to to kind of you know, uh, get, I'd say, break into into the business. I mean, can you is, is it is it kosher for me to ask um um, if someone wanted to hear some of your work, um, I mean, it, um, I yeah, mean, I some of the clients that you've that you've managed to provide work for. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, I'm glad you asked that as, <laughs> as he as he as he pulls up his resume on his iPad. Um, you know, I've got I've got ads uh, running right now. Um, I did a, a short little snippet for a promotional spot for Georgia State University athletics. Oh, cool. uh, uh, where you have, you know, you, you have a father kind of teaching his son, you know, the, about all the sports heroes in, in the, in the Atlanta area. And I actually do a, uh, there's a, there's a part in this, in this pr- promo where the, the dad is watching TV and I'm the voice in the background describing Muhammad Ali lighting the torch at the, at the Atlanta Olympics. Oh, cool. yeah. Far out. That kind of thing. Uh, that, and that one, you know, I'm thinking maybe six, six or seven seconds of, of voice time on there, but it's such a well-crafted spot that I was really, really proud to be a part of it. But, mm-hmm. um, one of the first jobs that I ever booked was a radio spot for B and H photo in New York. Oh, wow. Um, I had a national, uh, TV spot that ran like, probably like middle of, of last year uh, for Genstone, which is like a, a faux stone product you use in, in you know, home designing and construction and all that. And that was running on, um, on HGTV for a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, online, oh goodness, I've done stuff for uh, Armo Gear, which is a, uh, a company that does, uh, does like little laser tag game sets uh, that you can do. I've done... Uh, business uh, videos for companies like Expedia, Emphasis HR, uh, Emerald Claim Service. Um, Emerald Claim Service. Um, I've done you know internal training. I have uh, a client right now uh, in uh, in Singapore uh, or in Asia. Uh, it's Vinda International, and they do a lot of of. Um, uh, of like, uh, home products, you know, home, home and beauty products, that well, kind of a thing. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, working for a client that's overseas. Uh, yes. have you, I, 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 I don't even know how to ask this question. Um, English, obviously. Yes. I, well, and it's interesting because, because Vinda, I believe, and if I get this wrong, I apologize. I believe it's actually a Swedish company, but they have a huge presence in Asia. Wow! And so I also uh, uh, one of their one of uh, for the for the same production house for a different company. I also do some English language e learning for them, where English is a second language mm-hmm. for the employees. So yeah. my delivery on that one, they want me to be to slow down the pace a little bit enunciate a little bit more uh so their their employees you know so the people that are using the e-learning product can understand it better mm-hmm. That's and, cool. and and you know there's uh you know another lesson to be learned in 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 voice acting is you know 
when you go into a project, like I know there's a certain delivery for an e-learning project. I know there's a certain delivery for a, a high energy commercial product, but you have to listen to what the client wants. And oh, absolutely. you have to, you know, you have to be able to, t- you know, t- to take directions. And, you know, I've started on projects where, you know, where it's maybe it's a it's a slower pace, more folksy, homespun storytelling kind of delivery. And we ended up using this high energy, hard sell delivery of the exact same script. Wow. <laughs> Far out. It is all just the process of, of voice acting. And and the more you do it, the more experience that you get, the better you get at it. Well, obviously. Um, I it's repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah. Right. I would imagine you can probably make a, a pretty good living on just e-learning if you get into the right company that does a ton of that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. Fact, uh, one of the one of the areas uh, that can be you know can be quite lucrative if you end up with the right client is medical e-learning. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, some people. Uh, some voice actors are a bit intimidated by medical e-learning because of all the terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not one of those people. I I, I kind of like it. I enjoy the challenge. And again, the more you do it, the more you understand the pacing and the terminology and and you know and the structure of it all. Well, um, well, and, and I, that would, oh, I actually have done done. Uh, I, I did just this past November and December. I did a number of of uh, e-learning modules, all medical stuff, uh, for for a client in Colorado, I believe, and uh, and uh, it was it was it was it was the first time I had taken on uh, a medical e-learning project that big. I had done some other s- smaller, shorter things, and it it was an education. But you know, if 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 the client is interested in you because they like your voice and they ask, can you do medical e-learning? Your answer is yes, sir, I can. Well, that's <laughs> that, I was going to say you know, one of the neat things about that. I mean, you know, as you said, you know, it's a challenge. You, you took it on, and by gaining this experience, uh, in not just in medical, but but in, in in other other areas that maybe seem foreign to you, you know, each time you know that that just adds to your resume and it allows for a wider net. That you can cast out when when it comes to to looking for um, future projects to do. Yeah, and and actually uh, along that line, you know, when you're doing when you're doing voice work, you know, when you first start out, you audition for everything. You try everything, every style of read, every you know, energy pacing, you know, educational, commercial, whatever. But the more you do it. You, you, then you start to whittle it down because then you realize first where you're getting hired and also, you know, where your comfort zone is and where, exactly. where mm-hmm. it's working for you. But, you know, that said, uh, oh, like Springer's, I, I, it was, I think there's another one that's like the middle of last year. Uh, I was, I was up late at night doing dishes and a particular site, a particular site that I used, um, the, I saw a, a job posting pop up, and they said they wanted a sports voice, but only if you can deliver it in the next hour. Oh, geez. What? Wow. Now, and this will happen. This will happen. I mean, you'll get you'll get rush jobs. I mean, most clients, you're going to have time, and the decision-making process takes a while for them to decide who they want. But this was a person that was in a pinch and needed a voice right now. Now, keep in mind, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And they're asking for a sports voice. And in my mind, I'm thinking like a Dick Vitale or a Marv Albert. That Sunday, kind of voice. Sunday, Sunday. That's what they wanted. Really? <laughs> oh, my now, God. Now, <laughs> if you are listening to me right now, I am not the first guy you think of when you want Sunday, Sunday, Sunday voice. And I generally avoid those types of auditions. But for whatever reason, I sent the guy my demo uh, I mean, I didn't even I didn't even do like a custom demo. I didn't like do a script read or anything for him. I just sent him my pre-recorded demo, and and it's like you know, okay, you know, I need someone right now. You're hired. Let's do this. And so while I'm thinking he just wants this announcery sports voice, he wants the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday voice. Oh man! Keep in mind it's eleven o'clock at night. I've been doing auditions for the better part of the day. My voice is pretty ragged at that point. It's I, I it's like. It's like I was ready to call it a night until I saw this thing pop up. And I'm thinking, okay, 
I have got maybe I've got one, maybe two takes to do this. And then my voice is going to be shot for the night. There's just no way I'm going to be able to do this. So I go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, he ended up using my first take. Far, oh my out. Far out. I sent him. I sent him two takes, and it was. Um, uh, it was. Um, it was. It turned out, it was a production house in Russia, and they were doing a promo for this big off-road race called Silkway Rally, and it's it's a race from Moscow to Xi'an in China. I mean, this massive, massive, you know, road rally race. And I guess they had done all the production on it and they had everything except an English language version. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not a hundred percent positive. Oh, this was the case. English. <laughs> but, but yeah, but based on the urgency of it in my mind, I'm thinking this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Oh yeah, we did it, and it it came out great. They had they had a superb audio guy that took the voice that I gave him and just added the you know added the the processing and the compression and the booming sound to it, and it's like holy crap, you know, is <laughs> that, that does me? sound good. <laughs> is that me? I had one of those. Is that is that me moments? And which is one of the cool things about about you know about voice work is that if you're working with a top notch production crew. And, you know, and, and you're, you know, on your game and giving them what they need, there's just, there, you know, there's pretty much no limit to what they can do. And that's, and that's really cool. Which is a good point to make, um, again, letting people know that uh, don't just feel like you're limited or, or the, the limitations of your own voice prevent you, <clears throat> excuse me, from actually possibly pursuing this as a career. Because as you said, if you can go out and give them what they want, they can take it to the next step. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, you know, that's, uh, that is not always the case. And, you know, you're expected as a, as a voice professional to have good production standards in your own home studio. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to you now inside my little, you know, your padded. Booth. Yeah. And, and, you know, my booth is a converted closet. Right. Uh, that is, you know, filled with with um, with the acoustic, and I've got a, a furry blanket here that's that's you know on a shelf to kind of end the sound. And directly behind me is a moving blanket that I bought from UPS. Right. Ah. So there are plenty of of working pros out there who you know, have the budget and the deep pockets to do the, the super, you know, pro level booth. Yeah. And, and awesome. And I, 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 it gets me drooling and I'm envious to see it, but likewise, I also know some very successful voice actors that have a setup as modest as I have right now. And they are incredibly successful. We we went out to LA one time and we're on, out cue and oh my word that's right in in this in this non it's a warehouse warehouse building they had one of those sound booths that they did all kinds of production for Sirius and it literally the door was one of those yeah it was like <laughs> vacuum sealed oh, yeah, yeah we, were, we, were, we were hermetically sealed in the studio <laughs> exactly. it was far yeah. out <laughs> And you couldn't hear anything no. inside or outside. No. It, was it, it, it was totally soundproof. It was I awesome. Thought, oh God, I want one of those. Yeah, I would love to have that. <laughs> but you know, and you know, so, but the average, you know, the average voice actor, they 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 have a they have a setup like mine. And uh, you know, when you're especially when you're starting out, spend as much as you can afford. And and make the best of it. And yeah. if you're you're working hard at it, and you you know you're booking gigs, and you become more successful, yeah, th- then you can upgrade. The most important thing is have a quiet space where you can record. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, and and just about everybody you know starts in that converted closet. And and oh by the way, if you have a big walk-in closet, if you arrange it right, uh, clothes hanging in your closet are great at deadening deadening sound and cutting down an echo in your okay. in your studio. I could see that happening. So I, I I actually know a, a voice actor who 
for a client. A client actually asked to see a picture of, <laughs> really? of his of his studio. That's fine. And 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 the gentleman I'm talking about, I, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, but he is a very well regarded and successful voice actor. Mm-hmm. He took a picture of his studio and then photoshopped acoustic foam on the left <laughs> and the right side of the picture oh. to hide the fact that there was there were clothes hanging there. <laughs> oh wow. Hmm. Okay. That's that very interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there's there's like a ton of fun little salacious stories that can be told about this industry, but we'll have to save that for another time. So, Tim, in case we have any people who are looking for voice actors who are listening to the show, I hope you're out there. Um and they want to learn more about you and your work. How can they do that? VegasVoiceActor.com. Okay then. Uh, that's that's the best way to find me. And you will. My demos are there. My work history is there. You'll find uh, links to my YouTube page where I've put you know commercials that uh, and and online ads that I've done. Uh, links to my Facebook page. All of that. But if you start at VegasVoiceActor.com, you will find it all. There it is. Okay, Vegas cool. VegasVoiceActor.com. Well, it's almost a mouthful. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tim, for being on. Yes, thank you, thank you, my old friend. It was, it was, it was great to be able to talk to you. It was great to have you on our show. This was fun. I and Keith totally shocked me when when he texted me. It's like, hey, you want to be on the show? It's like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I'm blindsided here. Let's do this. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, uh, it's it's always a joy, and uh, it's it's been it's been too long, my friend, since uh, we last seen each other. But uh, it was great to be able to have you on the show, and. uh, and uh, we will be looking for you in the future and listening and, and paying very close attention. Anytime the commercial comes up, we'll be listening for your voice. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> do that. Hi, this is Tim Calloway, and I am a voice actor. And when I am looking for a podcast and listening on the interwebs, I listen to the two gay geeks. <laughs> Here's a few selected birthdays for January 22nd through the 28th, 2018. January 22nd, Graham Care. Uh, Galloping Gourmet. Galloping Gourmet. I remember yeah. this one. Who, who, who got even more slosh than Julia Child ever did. You know, I, I, I actually don't remember that. The only thing I remember is he made this great meal, and then he'd, ha- he'd have somebody just dine with him. Yeah. You but, know, the lights oh, went no, down. Oh, no, he... he he really uh, was he really yeah. and then he went in recovery as well so uh-huh. interesting he, haven't heard from him in in years but anyway he's is he still, still alive i think he is january also on january 22nd john hurt and dw griffith dw griffith was a director in the early days of motion pictures and mm-hmm. i think he might have been the one that griffith park was named after well could very fact. well be so also on january 22nd uh filmmaker friend of ours luciana fallhaber january 23rd sunny chiba oh need to watch kill bill again because he's yeah. got a little bit in that <laughs> he that's does. Nice. richard dean anderson oh now uh, i need to watch stargate too well the uh, series yeah and john hancock um well uh what are we gonna uh, watch we- now yeah, what do we watch? Uh, maybe, maybe we need to read a historical document. <laughs> there we go. Hey, historical documents. Yeah, yeah. we will watch TV. <laughs> also on January 23rd, Edward Man- Manet and Rutger Hauer and some other crazy guy. Uh Oh, um, uh, Keith Lanny? Yeah, it? there we go. Keith Lanny. Keith Lanny. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. Uh, it's your birthday. Yes, on the 23rd. Yes, I'm old. January 24th, John Belushi, Neil Diamond, Michio Kaku, and Pierre de Beaumarchais. And Pierre de Beaumarchais inspired three different operas. Number one was The Marriage of Figaro. Uh-huh. Number one was Rossini's uh, Barbara Seville. And also the, um, oh shoot, uh, the, the one with Marilyn Horn. Oh gosh darn it. <laughs> the Ghost of Versailles. There we are. Oh. Ghost of Versailles. Ah. He, actually, because Beaumarchais appears in that opera, and all of his characters appear in that opera. From that's right. Yes. So. But the but these are basically it's it's the Figaro trilogy. Yes, exactly. 
So that's uh, what he wrote. And also January 25th, Dean Jones, Etta James, Robert Burns, Scotland's favorite son, and friend of the show, Craig Stepp. Happy birthday, Craig. Happy birthday, Craig. <laughs> of Technorama, other Mr. Technorama, and Ms. Jeannie Koch. Jeannie Koch is a famed author friend of ours. Yeah, and our we, very first interview. Our very first interview, yes. And we love her dearly, and we... Yeah, we have to we, go visit her now We need Atlanta. to go visit her in Atlanta. Yeah, we need to... I hate to say this, but we need to kind of like bring the, the portable recording gear so we yeah. can at least do a, a drinking show with yeah, her. exactly. January 26th, Gene Siskel, Paul Newman, Maria Von Trapp, Bob Euchre, Mr. Baseball. Just a bit Just outside. Just a bit outside. <laughs> and Angelo Delaquila, a friend of ours, who's Millie's husband. Yes. So her birthday was just on the, the 7th or 6th. That's or right. January 27th, Patton Oswalt, Mikhail Barishnikov, Alan Cumming, Donna Reed, James Cromwell, Lewis Carroll, Jerome Kern, Johannes Chrysostomus Rofganis, Theophilus Mozart. Oh my, that's his whole name. Yes, I that's didn't know what that. he was christened as, also known as Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Well, no wonder he went mad. Yeah, exactly. With, With a, a name, name like, like that. that. <laughs> January twenty eighth, Alan Alda, Elijah Wood, and friend of the show Kevin Batchelder. Happy birthday to everybody! And that's it for the birthdays this time. And this time, instead of a little podcast bumper or promo that we're going to do, we're going to have a little short interview with Dr. Trek, Mr. Larry Nemechek. So here goes. And we have a little treat for you this time. We're going to talk to Dr. Trek, or as some people know him, Larry Nemechek. Welcome to the show, Larry. <laughs> yeah, that's my alter ego, Larry yeah. Nemechek. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so but we're really here to talk about what Dr. Trek has going. You have something new on the horizon. Tell us tell us what's going on here. I know, and as opposed to some of my other projects, this one is actually done. Yay! How about <laughs> that? Yay! And it will be in your inbox, <clears throat> if you choose, if you so choose, uh, on Tuesday, on the January 23rd, from whenever you're hearing this. So we have a new project from none other than the Roddenberry House. Rod Roddenberry um, came to me last year with our friend uh, John Champion and said... Uh, he had an idea in, in the middle of going through his dad's files and memos and all of the papers and all the archives. And a lot of it's already been out to, to the UCLA archives at the library there. You can go in, you know, as an academic and go in. But they have so much stuff and they had the idea that there would be a great, that, that would be a great idea to get that out to fandom and to the world at large somehow and came up with this idea for a podcast and approached me about doing it. So that is the story behind the Trek Files. Uh-huh. Catchy name, right? Yeah. So the Trek Files. Tell us what, tell us what you're going to talk about on the Trek Files. And how, what, how what's is the this, format? What, and, and how is this yeah. uh, different from some of the other Star Trek podcasts that are out there? Cause, you know, cause, you know, Rod, he's sort of like, I guess you'd call it executive producer of a, of a variety of. Right. Star Trek uh, podcast. So, what's going to set this one apart? Well, you know, Mission Log is their is their flagship, and they've taken on a couple later. But that's really all they have right now, as far as podcasts. <clears throat> and this is the uh, this is the first one to come along that's been organically built since they had their banner. But but yeah, so like you know, eighteen years ago, I said when podcasting became a thing, and I was a guest on a lot of different shows. Um, I, you know, I thought, well, I should have my own show. And then I thought, my own podcast. And then I went, well, you know, there was, by that time, there were so many being done, so many really good ones, you know, uh, like you all's, and a, few, <laughs> and a few out there that I could, <clears throat> that I've never been back to. But there's, huh. so the quality, the quality across the board is so good now. Right. Um, that I'm like, you know, I don't want to do one unless I can really take it to the next step. I don't really want to just be some some another another person doing some. And I want I want a really good angle. I want a good perspective out there. Um, I mean, I have a personality, but I don't want to just drive it with personality. I want it to add something to the truck world. And what Rod and John came to me with totally fills that bill. I still have a, an idea in my head that we're going to do that'll be to the next level, and we're going to work on that next. But this is great getting into genes. Getting into Gene's drawers, and uh, 
and uh, file cabinets, as it were. Okay, and, so I'm just thinking that makes for a great secondary title. Just simply call it Jeans Drawers. There you I go. Think so. <laughs> yeah, getting into Jeans Drawers. Yeah, but no, it's there's so much there. You know, not we think about um, scripts and memos and that kind of thing, and that's and we get into that. But there's there's things like letters to fans, letters from fans, letters to celebrities, uh, memos on scripts. Uh, memos and letters to Gene from people working on projects and pitches and you know first level notes second level notes about about uh, about things and things to Gene from out of the blue and it's it's really kind of an interesting amalgamation we even have one thing uh, we have a letter that Rick Berman wrote Gene right after they met just a little fun thing which is really kind of a, <laughs> a whole you know before Rick was a producer on the show uh, it's so we have some little odd, odds and ends pieces too. The whole idea is to it's a new way to get insight into Gene, get insight into Star Trek, into into different eras. We have stuff from the '60s, the '70s, and the '80s. You know, Gene died in '91, so we're talking about pre-original series, through the original series, through post-cancellation. The what the hell do we do now era? You know, and what's a revival look like? And it's never been done before. Can we do this? And the animated, and then all those crazy movie ideas. In Thank the 70s. you. Yes, a lot of stuff about that. Yeah, Planet of the Titans, and whatever you know, uh, uh, the God thing, things related to that era, and then and then the eighties, and Gene as a guru, you know, touring campuses, and uh, and then the lead into the next generation. And I promise you, we found uh, well, we found one thing that spoke right to the pilot of Discovery. I fell off my chair, but I was blown out the room. We found one document in the pre-next-gen days that I didn't know existed. Wow. I dropped my jaw. John dropped his jaw. Uh, and I think it will. Be, we're going to do a special press release on it when we come down to that in a few weeks because I think that will blow the doors off a lot of Trek and media, you know, people, uh, Star Trek watchers and media watchers. So I'm just so excited about this. And the other thing, the other um, avenue to this is it's something I – think is adding something new and fresh. It's not just same old, same old. It's coming right out of the Roddenberry Files working with Rod, and I get to have a guest. Wow. And it's, and, yeah, and you won't believe this with some of the conversations we've had, it's weekly, but it's only 15 minutes. Right. Okay. We, pull, we, we pull one document out every week and talk about it. If it's really big, if it's a multi, you know, several pages, we might break it up into parts, but we we. Pick out a focus point just to lead in with an intro, but we talk about the whole thing. I have a guest with me for the 15 minutes, and the whole bit is centered on our Facebook page, The Trek Files. You, you can subscribe. You can get all the, uh, the subscription um, options at uh, podcast.roddenberry.com. Uh, but like iTunes, it's in the Trek FM master feed, too. You can subscribe right through Roddenberry. And all the other, you know, all your other preferred podcatching methods, but uh, it's easy to get to. But the the hub for downloading, you can download one-offs at our Facebook page with a link. We have, best of all, we have the document we're talking about is scanned, and you can get to it every week. Wow! Nice. That's really yes, nice. yes. Sometimes that's one page. Sometimes that's eight or ten or twelve. You know, and. Um, so that's cool too, and that's every. It drops on Tuesday, so at midnight at twelve one a.m. Tuesday every week. If you're if you're really up, then you can download the document and you can get the episode. And we've got several in the can. And most of all, and I'll take a breath. The guests that I've got, since it's only fifteen minutes, we do. We've done four or five episodes at a piece. So I have a first batch of guests. We've got several in the can already. Uh, so John is my guest in the first couple of episodes and, and recurring back again. But Dave Rossi, who is the fanboy that made good, uh, was, you know, assistant. It was a PA at Paramount and then became Rick Berman's assistant for years and worked with licensing and then was an associate producer on Enterprise and co-produced the original series Blu-rays mm -hmm. and the new CG with uh, Mike and Denise Akuda. So Dave is my guest and a good friend on several of them. And someone you may have heard. Uh, she often goes by the initials DC, but Dorothy, oh. Fon Dorothy Fontana is my guest on several episodes. I adore her. Who's Dorothy Fontana? Oh, leave this house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 it's the room. DC Fontana. There we go. Yeah, yeah, not AC Fontana, <laughs> DC Fontana. 
Yeah. No, Dorothy was wonderful to come over and do these. So, oh, no, we've good. got, we have over a dozen in the can. It's been, we were, we were aiming to launch actually in the, in the, the highest time for discovery, but, uh, you know, and around the holidays. But, uh, the ducks are in a row now, and we let discovery have their big return splash. So we didn't want to hog the spotlight too much. <laughs> right. So, uh, will the show, uh, since this is going to be really drawn from a lot of Gene's documents, as you said, um, mm-hmm. Is the show primarily going to focus around things that are pertaining to Star Trek? Because there is that era that mm-hmm. Gene was producing stuff that was not Star Trek. I mean, uh, mostly sci-fi. You know, you're talking like uh, you know, Planet Earth, Genesis Two, things like right. that. But you know, but then also kind of went off to the supernatural with Spectre. Uh, are we going to be looking at any of these kinds of things? Well, we the show is called the Trek Files. And we want to get the personality and the tone of the show established, but I wouldn't rule that out. We haven't we haven't gone there, but we want want to make sure and have a good footprint in Trek. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I can see us doing that because it's the Trek philosophy, it's the Roddenberry vision thing. You know, transcends all of his shows. Right. And uh, and we might even um, we were for sure going to get into things where he wasn't in the driver's seat, but it was under the Star Trek banner, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to those. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there was commentary from Gene at that point as well. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, what I'm talking about there are the times when, you know, after the motion picture, he wasn't in the driver's seat for the movies. And even before the motion picture, when he wasn't in the driver's seat for some of the movie drafts that were coming in. But he was still, oh, we have a wonderful, we have a piece, we're going to take three episodes over where, for a time, Jerry Eisenberg is going to produce... Uh, Planet of the Titans, mm-hmm. and it's the first time in history that someone, aside from Gene or someone he has hired, is is working you know, is in the is in the uh, the showrunner spot basically for Star Trek, and he's going to be you know a consulting producer, but he's not writing or directing it. So it's his memo to Jerry Eisenberg introducing him to about six or eight facets of Star Trek land oh, in, in 1976. Mm-hmm. And it's we, it's a lot of fun too, and I think I I think I rotated the pieces with that among all three of my early guests. So uh, that that's that's fun to look forward to too. So oh. I, I just really um, I'm just really excited about this. I don't even know where we'll take off. I had somebody ask me if we were going to get the papers about even things like uh, which you know major retrieve later right on uh, Hercules and, and Andromeda. So I mean not Hercules. Hercules. Um, <laughs> I did it. Got yeah. the Kevin Sorbo thing going. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, that's, uh, that's Earth Final Conflict, I think. Earth, Earth Final Conflict. Well, I doubled it up. I said Andromeda's and Yeah. Earth Final Conflict and then Kevin Sorbo on Andromeda. Yeah. Which yeah. were Gene's ideas that made Hercules you know, in but, space. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, this sounds so, like a fantastic about- rabbit hole. I can't wait to get started. And, you know, and, and Keith, this is your birthday present. Yeah, yeah. Because it'll be premiering on your birthday. On my birthday. Oh, good. Yeah. Happy birthday. It was, yes. an, it was announced on your birthday and your... It'll uh, be premiering on... Oh, so it was announced on your birthday? Yeah. Wow. That was fan- that's fantastic timing. Yeah. What's synergy? Technically, well, I feel like I've been promoting. No, well, technically we announced this. It was the quietest announcement of a major event ever at Comic-Con last year. Yeah. We actually had a, we had a big uh, podcasting panel. We had the logo. Aaron Harvey uh, has done the logo. It's on the... You'll see that all over the place. Um, yeah, we technically announced it at Comic-Con San Diego last summer, and then with very little fanfare at the time, aside from if you were sitting in our panel. I think it was now, I don't know if we were at that particular panel, the podcasting panel. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think we, I don't no, think we were I at that one. We, no, we missed that it was, one. It was opening day Thursday also. No, but, no, we weren't at that one. Uh, yeah. And then I've mentioned it off and on this, this summer and fall because I, we, I, we, we got them done. We, we got a batch done. And then this finding a premiere date and getting all our ducks and roll on the tech side and the bureaucratic side has been a drag. But we're there. We're there. Yeah. So here's well, the, the big splash. Yeah, uh, thank these... you. Thank you for letting me splash in your pond. Sure. Oh, more, more than happy to have, have you splash in our pond. I mean, we're thrilled about it. So tell our, our listeners again where exactly that you can be found, all the places that you can be found. Right. Well, here's the simplified version. The, 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 uh, if nothing else, go to podcast.roddenberry.com. And, and whatever way you get your podcasts, that's, that's, that'll get you directions there. The other main address is just the Trek Files on Facebook. Cool. There's your hubs. And there's your hubs. And, uh, the Facebook page is where you can download, every Tuesday you can download the, do- and you can download the show one off. There'll be links every, you, you know, every week on, on Tuesday there to get the new one. 
um, and scroll back and get the old ones. But if you want to subscribe, go to podcast.roddenberry.com to get the info there. And like I said, it'll you know iTunes and if you if you listen to the Trek FM podcast, it's on their network. Like Mission Log is also. So yeah, pretty easy. And of course, if you when you're ready to comment, that's what the the uh, Facebook page is for. Cool. So totally cool. Well, this is so cool. So. Uh, Dr. Trek and the Trek Files, premiering on January 23rd, 2018. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to uh, just to be able to explore some of these things that you found. Well, I can't wait. You know, everything is like, um, it's like anything. When you, you know, you have the, you, you, you conceive it and you gestate it and then you birth the baby and then to see how it does in the world is going to be interesting too. So, um uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And and then when this is finally birthed, I'll turn around and get back on the Con of Wrath and get back to Portal 47 and some of these other... Portal 47 is going great guns. Con of Wrath, I need to get it out the delivery door, too. So uh, Yeah, we'll talk about this, that another time. Yep, yep, yep. But when, you know, like I said, when Rod and, and John came to me with this idea, it was like, oh, my God. I was, you know, honored and thrilled that they would ask me to do it. Um, and I couldn't say no. So uh, it's it's been amazing and a lot of fun. And it was so good to, like, work with Dorothy and and Dave and 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 guests to come. So I'm just excited. I can't wait to see how people think. And thank you guys for your reaction. Oh, sure. oh very excited about anything that pertains to Trek. Well, thank you, Larry, Doctor Trek Nemechek, for being on our <laughs> show and and pushing the Trek files with us today. Yeah, we'll be thank- we'll be happy to be talking about you know ha- black. We'll be happy to talk about that as in the future as well. Okay, thanks, guys. Trek well. Go give a listen to Dr. Trek and the Trek Files can be found on Facebook most uh, easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, let us know what you think about Dr. Trek's I'm excited. Trek Files. I am too. Uh, especially given the content that he's going to be drawing from. Yeah. Um, see, I, I think there's going to be some really interesting stuff. See, that was the, the stuff that's from the past. But the, the stuff that he's talking about in the past was actually in the future. Because it was the future of the things that he was talk is talking about, right? But it's in the present, but it's the past, and talking about the future of that past. That things, I need a drink. <laughs> I think we'll have one. That might help me. <laughs> it might help. You never know. It might make it. it might help make this uh, make sense. Yeah. Uh, are we doing this today? No. Uh, okay. No. No. Feedback no feedback. Although today. we are building up on it, so yes, we are building keep up sending it. But keep yeah, we are feedback. planning on having a feedback uh, uh, feedback episode very very soon. And if you want to comment on our episodes or on anything that we do, you can do that on Facebook. You can do it on tggeeks.com. You can do it on Twitter. You can do it on our YouTube episodes, any place you like, as well as you can call in and leave us a voicemail at 469-TG-GEEKS. That's 469-844-3357, and we'll play it on the air. But please play nice. You don't need to hear their identification. They're the two gay geeks. They can go about their business. Move along. Oh, I like that. That little little you know dynamic thing you got going on is fun. Having fun with your toy. Uh huh. Yeah, you're having having fun with a slider. Yeah, it only has thirty six seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, we recently um watched started watching a series that is on Amazon Prime. Uh, Watching several things. Watching, this one yeah, in particular, yeah. Yes, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. This wow. is an anthology series on Amazon. On Amazon Prime. Prime. Um, so far, dark. Wow. Yeah, but we, we oh, only watched bloody the, good. We only watched the first one. Yeah, we, we, and it was, we, this is not something you mainline. Forget su- it. Surprisingly, I I was really freaked out whenever we started watching it because I was looking it up in IMDb because I wanted to find out more about it and. 
the first episode listed in IMDb certainly is not the first episode that no that it's plays way out in of prime. order. It's way out of order, and I was like, "What? Yeah, the you're first messing episode... with my OCD here." Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anybody who has not watched it, but you're looking up on IMDb to see what it is, we saw we saw real life. Wow. And what? it's sort of, it has this total recall thing kind of going uh, on about it. And it's certainly Philip K. Dick. It's let me very tell you. Philip K. Dick. <laughs> um, but, oh, dark, dark, sad, depressing. You know, but one of the neat things about it is that it, it's, it's one of these, these kinds of um, episodes that, you know, it, it's, it questions, you know, what is life? Yeah, um, what is but, reality? What is reality? But it, it goes beyond that, you know, and, and starts asking kind of the question, is this the kind of life I deserve? Yeah. Very, very dark. Um, we can but, only do one at a time. Yeah, th- this, so. this this is going to be a very, uh, very, very tricky thing. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that's going on is I actually kind of like some of the stuff that we're seeing. We're getting a lot of really good original programming yeah. on streaming services right now. Um, Amazon I mean, Prime yeah, is we... also going to be uh, bringing – now, if you are a subscriber to Stars, they're going to be bringing another kind of genre-type show called Counterpart – um, of course, we don't have to talk about what Netflix is bringing oh in. Oh, my gosh, I know. And we cut the cord, what, oh, five years ago or so now? I'm sorry? We cut the cord. Five, oh, yeah. Yeah. So everything that we have watched, I mean, we've we've done through uh, you know, the, Hulu, Netflix, yeah, streaming, uh, streaming Amazon, means. streaming. You know, occasionally we've had to resort to alternate means but, yeah but uh, we haven't had to do that in a long no, time i mean you can pretty much get anything and everything you know and um, you know like westworld is going to be coming back season two of westworld yeah. is, is uh slated to hit HBO, hbo pretty yeah, soon so so there's there's a lot of really great content that is out there we're able to watch pretty much everything you know all of our regular um network shows we're able to see uh through streaming services i mean yeah. we're completely current with um lucifer um, waiting for that to come back from its hiatus. I'm very excited about that. I'm waiting for Elementary to come back. Oh, for its April! Last, its last couple of episodes. April. I, I'm really sad about them, you know, tying that up or wrapping it up because I really like that show. I, I loved that show it was a lot. Very, I mean, very it's, smart. It's 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 um it's it's hard to find a really good mystery these days. Although yeah. there are some that are available through BBC. Yeah. But um yeah, I'll be very sad when that that show goes. But anyway, if you're looking for some other content, uh especially if if you're the kind of person that likes anthology shows, check out Philip K Dick's Electric Dreams on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And in the Amazon Prime you can, you know, get the fire uh periphery uh, per, uh, per, um the word went out the of my head. Fire stick or the fire, fire stick or whatever um, or you, you can, can actually stream- get the well, the it's available. Fire, the Fire the, TV. Fire TV, or if you have on, an Apple TV, yeah. you can get the app. Amazon so. app. The only problem with the Amazon app is that on the Apple TV is it's a lot easier to go buy something on your device. You can't, on you, your, can't you can't buy it. Yeah, it's just... Oh, if it's, it's like, I mean, if it's, it's available weird. through Prime, you can watch it right away. But if you want to actually buy something or yeah, rent or, something, you got to do it through an Amazon account off the yeah. web. So, uh, yeah anyway but be that as it may it's yeah. it's a good show to watch it is available on prime so check it out check it out and of course always we have follow-up items check out our calendar on the website if you have a birthday or an event or a con or a film festival or whatnot send us a note we'll put it out there and phoenix comic fest yes that is the new name takes place on the convention and at the Phoenix Convention Center on May 24th through the 27th 2018 they have got lots of guests that are coming this time and Arizona Opera presents Candide Leonard Bernstein's opera featuring the famed Glitter and Begay this production is part of the worldwide celebration of Bernstein's 100th anniversary in Tucson it's January 27th and 28th and Phoenix it's February 2nd through the 4th tickets are still available at AZ opera.org check out oh and also the uh february the third is pride night at uh that's right these uh, opera so check it out uh, at arizonaopera.org check out the third edition of podcasting for dummies written by t morris and chuck tomasi go to podcastingfordummies.com and as everybody knows we're huge supporters of independent creators whether they are filmmakers comic book artists writers or other please consider supporting those independent creators that you see around you special shout out to doctor who talking who on twitter 
and the Human Oracle, also on Twitter. They publish a little newspaper thingies. That's it's sort of like um, a gathering of articles that have been posted similar, through similar Twitter. Two hours. It's yeah, a we do. Paperly. One, yeah, it's it's a paperly thing, and uh, they they republish our content quite regularly. You can find the Doctor Who Fancast Guide by searching out at Talking Who, and the Human Arkle posts the Arkle Times Post Dispatch News. You can check that out. And speaking of Arkle, he posts the incorrect Star Trek Voyager quotes. And uh, you can find that on Tumblr. Check it out. It's always great for a good laugh and a good head scratch. I can give, guarantee you that. Yeah, and we have we have some feedback about that eventually. Yeah, we we'll share with that yeah. uh, in in, <laughs> the, in the weeks to come. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, Brian. Very funny, Brian. And we also want to give a shout out to the Facebook group, The Gay Geek, for allowing us to post our episodes on their page. It's a really awesome group. Sign up, check it out. You don't have to be gay. You just have to be really cool. And the URL is facebook.com slash group slash the gay geek. And as always, our most heartfelt thanks to the moderator, Jeremiah Reeves, for allowing us to share our content there. Thank you, Jeremiah. We want to remind you to occasionally click on one of the Amazon ads. You can find them at the bottom of each article and on the right side of the pages. And lastly, check us out on iHeartRadio and please rate us and review us on iTunes and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Not that it matters anymore. They've changed the rules yet again. Again! Yeah, it used to be uh, what, a thousand views, then it was a hundred subscribers, and now it's a thousand subscribers. Pretty soon it's going to be nobody gets paid. Anyway, <laughs> which is what they want to do anyway. So uh, check us out, and we're going to be a little bit of every place. So that's it for this time. Up next time. Well, who knows? No idea as know. of yet. We'll have something for you. So We always do. We always do. So check it out next week. Okay, that should do it for this episode of TG Geeks Webcast. Be sure to check out the article for this webcast episode. We'll have several links on the page. And remember, you can comment on our Facebook or our website, tggeeks.com, or you can leave a voicemail at 469-TG-GEEKS. That is 469-844-3357 from uh, TG Squared Studios, where we hopefully will be trademarked on Tuesday. Unless With any this, luck! Unless this stupid government crap uh doesn't get in the way i'm keith lane thanks for listening i bid you peace cheers